Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Switchcraft is brought to you live three times a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern and on Saturday at whatever time I can get to it. Tune in live at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. This episode of Switchcraft was brought to you by Tonesburger. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. Episode 178 of Switchcraft is brought to you by Audible. Get a free book and directly support the show by checking out Audible. They have thousands of books from every genre. You're definitely going to find something you like. Just head over to runjumpstomp.com slash audible. All right, our first story for today is about Nintendo Switch Online. Uh, During the uh, press briefing, uh, it was revealed that we are going to be finding out more about Nintendo Switch Online in early March. Now, I am uh, assuming that means in the first two weeks, and if you want to check out the full uh, PDF, you can do so uh, with a link in the show notes. Uh, We've got lots of information in this. Uh, I'm not going to talk about everything in here, uh, but right here it says... Oh, no, that's it. That's uh, not the right thing. Let me scroll some more. Uh, So right here it says... Uh, Nintendo Switch Online, a paid subscription service that will extend expand the online functionality of Nintendo Switch, will begin in September of this year. So now it's definitely confirmed that that's coming in September. Uh, go, they go on to say the service will provide consumers with a richness of online features that allow them to continuously enjoy the Nintendo Switch. More information will be presented on our website in early May. Now, I don't think that that means that we're going to be getting a Nintendo Direct about it because they said on their website. If they were going to do a Direct, I think that they would say a Nintendo Direct or they wouldn't say. I just don't think that they would say on our website. So I think that uh, we're going to be refreshing the Nintendo Switch online page a lot in the next few weeks to try and find out what exactly... Uh, they're going to be adding adding to the functionality in order to expand the online functionality of the Nintendo Switch. That's that's a, a pretty uh, Im- important term. It's not that what we're getting now is going to stay the same uh, because that's not expanding the fun- the online functionality. Uh, whatever we're getting is going to be more than what we're already getting. And We have to also temper expectations, though, because remember that when this comes out in September, it's going to be $20 a year. And when you compare that to Xbox Live and PSN, those services are $60 a year. This is considerably cheaper. So I expect us to probably get a third of the value that we do from those other services. Um, I would be very, very happy to be wrong, but I don't think that... I don't think that we should uh, expect that Nintendo is going to shoot for the moon here. Uh, Link31254 says early March. I meant to say early May is what I meant to say. I'm not sure if I said March, but I think I said May. Um, 
Link31254 says, I just keep waiting for it to update and it never does. Well, I mean, we're going to see it very, uh, you know, we're going to see something very soon. That doesn't mean that they're going to um, unveil everything. Fisto in chat says, I hope we can all delete our voice chat app. And, you know, I don't think I've deleted it, but I certainly haven't opened it in ages. So I'm looking at my phone right now and I still have it. It's still right there. The Nintendo voice chat app. Uh, but I never ever use it, and it seems like Nintendo has forgotten about it because right now it's just it just shows uh, an icon for Splatoon 2, and I guess if I want I can go in there and do voice chat through through that, but it's kind of a hassle, so I'd rather just use Discord myself. Um, or what would be the best is if Nintendo said, you know what. Uh, we've listened to you guys and we're going to bring that stuff all into the switch itself i don't see that happening i don't see us getting rid of that app i think that that app is a pretty big portion of their business strategy and like right now it's kind of floundering but what i think will happen is we'll get more and more stuff on the nintendo switch uh online app and once we have that that uh, more stuff there. Uh, there'll be people going to it more often. And this is something that people always have in their pocket is their phones. And that means that Nintendo can then push notifications to, hey, everybody, there's a Splatfest going on to, uh, today. Or, hey, everybody, uh, Mario Tennis Aces is coming out next week. Or whatever it is that, that they want to do, they could easily push notifications to uh, users through that phone app. So I don't think that that's something that we're going to be getting rid of uh, at all. Uh, TF Wagner says, let's all test it right now. Does it work? Uh, well, I will say this. The voice chat app definitely works. Um, the biggest detractor was that when it first came out, you couldn't shut your screen off on your phone. You were always stuck having your screen on on your phone, which is a huge battery drain. So people didn't even want to bother with it. Um, they've patched it since then, and now you can shut your screen off when you're using it. I haven't used it since it first came out. Like, I used it just because I'm a Nintendo podcaster, and it was something that I needed to make sure that I tested so that I could talk about it on the show. But I haven't really messed around with it uh, much since then. Big F4T Dad says friends online notification would be nice on the app also it would be wonderful if we could communicate with each other through text kind of like we do on discord um kind of like we do on psn like i i got somebody who listens to the show sent me a message yesterday on psn they said love the podcast and then they added added me to friends list and i was like well that's awesome so you know that kind of stuff would be great if we could talk to each other through that but right now it seems like the de facto standard is for people to just continue to use Discord. Uh, and by the way, if you haven't already joined our community on Discord, you should. Uh, just head over to runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. Anyway, uh, I'm really hoping that we hear a lot. Uh, I, I hope that Nintendo surprises us, but you know, don't hold your breath. Keep your expectations in check. Uh, remember, we're only going to be paying $20 a year for this. And you should not expect them to deliver the moon. Uh, that being said, what I've been using right now on my Switch, where if I play ARMS online or if I play uh, Splatoon 2 or if I play Mario Kart 8 online, for me, 
that all works really, really well. I just would like them to add voice chat uh, in the Switch automatically so I didn't have to like cobble together uh, Discord, which is much easier for me because as a podcaster, I have a mixer sitting on my desk. So that makes my life a lot easier, but most people don't have that. And so then they have a sea of wires that they have to deal with. Or some people bought that Splatoon 2 headset. I know Kodiak Moonwolf uh, in chat uh, bought uh, one, one of those Splatoon 2 headsets and he likes it. That's what he told me anyway. But I, I shouldn't have to buy a special headset in order to talk to my friends and hear the game at the same time. Uh, anyway, let's move on. Martial arts action continues with all new weapons, characters, and street fighting moves against the world's most awesome villains. Double Dragon 3 from Acclaim. The action keeps coming. Well, if you ask Mr. Kimishima, which if you don't know who he is, Tatsumi Kimishima is the now retiring president of Nintendo. He is going to be out in June. I talked about this on the last episode. He's going to be replaced by Mr. Furukawa, who's been with Nintendo since 1995, I think. Maybe it was 94. I can't remember now. All I know, it was surprising uh, how young he was having been at uh, Nintendo for that long. Like, this must be the only job he's ever had, you know? Uh, Anyway, uh, if you ask Mr. Kimishima, uh, how many Switches do you think that you're going to be selling this year? He says that they that Nintendo now has the ingredients to sell 20 million Nintendo Switch units this fiscal year. He said the ingredients to sell that many Switches are now ready, which is really, really good news. So that means that I doubt anything big that they had planned is going to be delayed because he says they're ready. So my guess is we've got games. They're finished. They're in the can. They've moved on to something next, and uh, they're going to start developing that stuff. Uh, he said this during a Q&A session. Uh, a, an investor asked, and he said, uh, Nintendo is planning and developing video games targeted at people who have not been playing games recently and games that people would potentially be interested in. So that phrase makes me a little nervous. That makes it feel like, Nintendo's going back to like the Wii era of stuff where, where yes, they were extremely profitable, but a lot of the games were not games that I was super interested in playing myself. Uh, that being said, just because uh, Nintendo makes some casual stuff doesn't mean that they're not also going to be making games that I want to. And we already know that they are working on games that I want, games like Mario Tennis, Uh, games like uh, Pokemon for the Switch, games like Metroid for the Switch, which, by the way, I don't think that we will see this year. Uh, Pokemon, I think we'll see this year, but not not Metroid. Um, Then he went on to say that... where was it? Oh, I already said this. He said ingredients required to achieve the 20 million consoles uh, goal have been put in place. And uh, I assume that that means the games that they're going to be talking about at E3 this year. And they even said uh, on a uh, story that you can find on my on uh, uh, runjumpstomp.com. Uh, there's a story there where it, it outlines their plans for E3. Nintendo at E3 this year is only going to be talking about stuff that's coming out in 2018, which I think is great. I have 
I've, I've run into many times where uh, developers get too excited about uh, the game that, that, that they are working on and they think that it's going to be done long before it actually is done and then they start talking about it too soon. Square Enix, I'm looking at you, uh, Square Enix is really bad about this. They will, you know, I can give you an example, Final Fantasy VII Remake, they've been talking about that for like three years and we still haven't seen it. Like, we haven't really seen a playable thing. We've only ever seen, like, uh, footage. And um, when I say footage, I, you know, when I see it, I don't I don't believe for a second that that's what the game is going to be. Like, it looks like CG renders and that kind of thing. Um, Fisto wants to know, I wonder if they will alter Switch hardware to combat the new hack on those 20 million units. I mean, maybe. Uh, as long as they're using the same chipset, then there's nothing that they can really do about it. So who knows? Uh, Mirage Leonardo says, as far as games go this year, Switch is getting a ton of indie game support, JRPGs, and also first-party titles. Uh, since they ported Okami on the Switch, I wonder if they will port the DS sequel Okami onto the Switch soon. That's a really good question. I have no idea. I, I haven't played Okami. I've heard it's very good, very Zelda-like, which, you know, that's kind of in my wheelhouse. Uh, but I haven't played it. Uh, and you're right. Nintendo has been getting a lot of third party stuff, but I will say that this year, uh, feels very different than last year where, where last year it felt like every single month there was a huge, huge game, uh, from Nintendo, uh, or almost every month, uh, this year, it really doesn't feel like that to me, but that just might be because they're putting out games that I'm not super interested in. I know that the new Kirby game sold over a million units in like two weeks, which is really, really good. Uh, that's that's really fantastic for a Kirby game. Um, I'm not super interested in Kirby. I wasn't really interested in Labo. I'm not sure if anything of note came out in January. I was too busy playing Xenoblade Chronicles from December at that point. Or was that? Yeah, that was December. Um so that the beginning of 2018 has felt like not a lot of stuff, but I think that once uh, E3 hits, we're going to just get hammered uh, with game after game after game from Nintendo. I think that they, especially with Mr. Kimishima saying we're going to be selling 20 million units this year. I think that they, you know, I don't think that they would say that if they didn't have something pretty amazing in the works and Super Smash Brothers like their best selling franchise of all time, I think uh, Super Smash Brothers is going to do a lot to to lead that charge. Uh, if you sprinkle in a little Pokemon with that, that's going to do it, too. Um, and maybe there's also some things that we just don't know about yet. It's Bart versus the Space Mutants for your NES. Only Bart Simpson can save the Earth. Well, Nintendo's in a little bit of trouble. They're in trouble, and they're not the only ones. The Nintendo's in trouble, Valve is in tr trouble, Sony is in trouble, EA is in trouble, uh, and they're, they're in trouble with Norway for breaching some European consumer laws. Um, one of the laws, well, the one that Nintendo is in trouble for uh, has to do with pre-orders and the fact that Nintendo has failed to offer consumers the option to cancel a software pre-ordered on the eShop. So e, uh, European Consumer Law says that if you are um, selling something 
and you take a pre-order, you have to give the consumer the option to cancel their pre-order if they want to. And Nintendo basically is saying uh, that they're not adhering to this thing. It's called the right of withdrawal. Uh, so they're not meeting that. And so they're in trouble for that. And my guess, uh, you know, it's good that they're in trouble for that. I think that that's a really good thing uh, to have. Uh, whereas if I make a pre-order, I can cancel it if I want. And, um, you know, I I think that Nintendo, you know, I, I talk a lot about it, the things that I see Nintendo doing that I think that they do right. And I feel like I also will often talk about things that I think that they're doing wrong. And the way that they handle this is definitely bad. Uh, I I also think that they should allow people to return games that they're not happy with, um, kind of like Steam does. Now, uh, Steam has a very, and I, I've talked about this before, but Steam has a very good return policy uh, where you can play the game, whatever game it is that you bought for, I think it's up to four hours. Uh, and I think you can own the game for up to two weeks and as long as you have not played it for more than four hours and not played it up to two weeks or whatever, uh, then you can just say, hey, I want my money back from Valve. And I've actually done that probably twice. I think there was, I can't remember, I think it was Final Fantasy VII, the Steam version. Like I bought that and I was really disappointed with how well the port was. Like it was kind of a crappy port or maybe it was something else. I can't remember now. Uh, but I was not happy with it. And I said, you know what? I want to return this and steam just gave me my money back. And whenever you are on the consumer side, you're going to earn a lot of loyalty from that consumer. And that's worth a lot more than forcing them to keep something that they're not happy with. Um, same thing with Amazon. Like whenever I buy something on Amazon, if, if, if there's something that I want to buy and I'm not so sure about it, And like I look at the reviews and I'm like, all right, I think this is probably good. Uh, I'll go ahead and buy it from Amazon over just about anybody else. And that's because their return policy is so fantastic. I can just say, you know, I didn't want I didn't like it. It didn't work for me. Send it back. They give me my money back and they almost never ask any questions about that. And I like it. So. Uh, here in my podcast studio, um, I, you know, I have uh, some studio lights and I bought these umbrellas uh, and they're like these white transparent umbrellas. And I I bought them to hook up to my studio lights to kind of diffuse the light to make it look a lot uh, to, 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 to try and make things look better for the podcast. And uh, when they when they arrived, uh, I couldn't like they would not clamp onto my light poles and I was disappointed with that. And I returned them. Amazon said, no problem. They gave me the money back. Now, uh, Steam doing that same thing with digital games. Uh, it says right here on GameIndustry.biz, it says uh, digital games do not exist in a lawless vacuum, says Norwegian Consumer Council. Uh, I'm sorry, Council Director of Digital Services. So it's important to understand that if I if I go back to like the history of returning video games, it's crazy. Like <clears throat> if you ever read um, Console Wars by I can't remember the guy's name, but it's a fantastic book. It's about Nintendo and Sega. And there's this whole thing in there about how I believe it was Target uh, or maybe it was Kmart. I can't remember who uh, like they're 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 
there to meet with uh, Mr. Yamauchi, uh, who was president of Nintendo at the time. And it was because when the Super Nintendo came out, a lot of consumers who had the NES, they started returning their their perfectly working machines to uh, get their money back. And then they would turn around and buy the Super Nintendo. And Nintendo told all the retailers, they said, no, no, no. You guys can take those back if you want, but we're not giving you the money back for these systems because there's nothing wrong with them. And, you know, as far as Nintendo goes, I'm kind of on their side with that. And back in the 80s, it was like this this lawless vacuum when it came to video games. You could buy a game, take it home, play it as much as you wanted, put it back in the package, go back to the store, return it, and they'd be like, oh, sure, customer's always right. We'll take it. Um and because people abused that, uh, they then said, you know what, we're no longer going to be accepting returns on video games. And now if you buy a game, you're pretty much stuck with it if you've broken the shrink wrap, uh, which kind of sucks because sometimes you buy a game, you take it home and you're like, man, this thing's a pile of garbage. Uh, I don't want this. I'm going to return it. So that's why you got to be so careful these days. Then digital games started. And because there was never like when digital games came out, um, games were not something that you could just return anymore. You know, the digital marketplace did exactly the same thing. They said, no, nope, we're not going to take any returns. And, you know, consumers fought back a little bit about that. And I think Sony started allowing returns and then Microsoft and then finally Steam. I could be wrong about the order of that. So Steam offers allows you to return to games, but Nintendo still doesn't. And I, I know I'm kind of taking a meandering path here and talking about this, but, you know, I like that um, Norwegian Consumer Console is calling Nintendo on not allowing people to cancel their pre-orders. And I hope that they also call them on not allowing people to return games. Uh, I think that it makes sense for people to be able to try out something and decide, you know what, this is kind of garbage because... There's not a lot that you can find out just by watching a video on YouTube. Like you could watch it and be like, wow, that looks great. And then when you try it, you're like, oh, these controls are terrible or uh, this game is not for me. Um, uh, Snow goes ham and chat says Blake J. Harris. I think it was Blake J. Harris, but I'm not sure off the top of my head. Um, he also says Steam didn't have a refund policy before, but European law forced them to comply. Yes, that is correct. And then finally, uh, Snow also says, I think renting video games back when that was the way you could try before you buy, but now you can't really unless there's a rare free trial. Um, and I do agree with that, except, you know, there's services like Gamefly where you can rent games. Uh, I think that the Redbox things, I don't know if they're outside of the U.S. at all, but like in most grocery stores, especially like where I live out in the middle of nowhere, because a lot of people who live near me have crappy, crappy Internet, so they can't just stream stuff. So. Uh, a lot of people will go to the grocery store and they have like these big red boxes filled with DVD videos. You pick your DVD and it spits it out. You take it home, you watch it or probably Blu-ray these days who uses DVD uh, and then you bring it back and put it back in. Uh, so and then, you know, you can get your next movie. Um, so there are ways that you can try before you buy, but most of those are pretty limited. And a lot of game companies don't do demos because I think that... Um, they don't believe that their game will, uh, I, th God, how do I want to say this? I, I don't think that the game companies are like, well, we're, 
we're putting out crap if we put a demo out they're not gonna they're not gonna buy our game we'll just have to trick them into buying it i don't think that that's the way that they're acting but i i definitely feel like the only time that you ever see a demo is when the game is absolutely stellar uh so uh, there you go. Anyway, I'm glad that uh, the Norwegian Consumer Console is calling Nintendo to the carpet about this, and I hope they continue to do so. Tunnel Runner from CBS Electronics, where the excitement never ends. I'm not trapped. I'm not trapped. Well, it looks like we're going to be getting another mobile game from Nintendo. Now, we're already kind of waiting on... Um, Oh, gosh, what is it? Uh, Mario Kart uh, Tour, which has been confirmed to be coming out in fiscal year 2018. So that's any time between April 1st of this year and March 31st of 2019. So we don't really know when that's coming. Just we know it's going to be in fiscal year 2018. Uh, but Nintendo has announced that uh, they're part partnering with a uh, company na named Psy uh, Games or CY Games, and they're bringing us an original RPG. This comes from Pocket Gamer, and uh, that game is called Dragalia Lost, which is a really... Uh, you know, let me skip ahead in the video. So if you're watching the YouTube video, you can see this... Uh, uh, right there. Uh, you know, they kind of have like a chibi kind of uh, art style, and it looks like it's got like a bunch of uh, attacks. It really reminds me of these, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it was almost like a Zelda ripoff back in the early days of the iPhone. I think it was called Xenonia or something like that. And I don't know much about uh, that game, except that it was supposed to be like uh, comparative to a Zelda style game. Uh, and this kind of reminded me of that with the way that it plays. Now, am I going to check this game out? I mean, I might download it if it's free to just to try it because I have a Nintendo podcast, but I don't like playing games on my phone. So I'm not interested in it at all. So uh, that's just for me. But I know that there's a lot of people out there that like playing games on their phone. Now, we don't know when uh dragalia lost is coming out uh but uh, if you want more information check out the link in the show notes hey who's telling this story well it looks like nintendo is finally going to have a uh a football game on the nintendo switch and it's not madden although maybe madden will come out next year who knows but uh, i <laughs> it's one that you'd not expect and that is 10 yard fight uh this comes via polygon uh, Ten Yard Fight is this old school arcade game. It was actually the first video that I made for the NES archive, uh, which is my like I'm going through all of the old Nintendo games on the NES and uh, trying them out and talking about them on a video. And you can find that on my YouTube channel. Uh, but Ten Yard Fight was an arcade game that was ported to the NES it's not a great game, uh, but, you know, it's a fun little uh, distraction. But uh, that game is coming to the Nintendo Switch, uh, which is you know, pretty surprising, I guess. Uh, I didn't expect them to be bringing this game to the N Nintendo Switch. Now, first off, just so you know, it is the version that is on the... Um, arcade not the version that, that was on the nes so that's good because the arcade version obviously looked much better uh the game is coming out on may 2nd and it will cost eight bucks so there you go if you are hardcore into football now you're going to have a football game that you can take with you and you can pull off the joy cons and uh share them with somebody and uh link 31 254 says i would love an nfl blitz remake for me 
I want a Mario football game. I want Mario to have a football game. I think that would be awesome. And uh, I don't think that they've ever done that. All right, we still got a bunch of stories, so I'm going to lightning around the rest of this so we can go real fast. Uh, first off, I have a brand new video on YouTube. I put it out probably an hour before this uh, the podcast was started recording. Uh, that is the first look at a Metroidvania roguelike uh, game called A Robot Named Fight. Very, very reminiscent of uh, Super Metroid as far as the graphics style and uh, audio style go, uh, but it's also a roguelike, so that's actually really interesting to me. Uh, so check out, there's about 10 minutes of gameplay over on my YouTube channel. Uh, secondly, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 uh, patch 1.4.0 is adding the first brand new blade which is the Poppy Buster. Uh, this comes with, if you have the expansion pass to the game, uh, you have to do uh, some Rare Blade quest called Shiny New Power before you can unlock Poppy Buster, but now you guys know uh, how you can get a hold of that part. Uh, next up, um, oh, I'm that's the same story twice. Uh, Dragon Quest X is coming to the Switch. Square Enix has announced a new retail version, so that means it's a physical copy version of Dragon Quest X, which is an MMO. This is the third MMO that is limited to Japan because uh, it's not translated into English for us. Although, yes, the Switch is region-free, but if you don't read Japanese, it's going to be a big pain to try and play. Uh, but it's weird. It's coming to the Switch and the Wii U. Uh, that's really interesting. And uh, if you're looking for more information on that, that, that information will be revealed on May 16th. This was in the show notes last week, but I just forgot it. Uh, and that is there's new outfit in Super Mario Odyssey. My son has already uh, played enough Luigi's balloon thing so that he can earn the coins. And he already bought the brand new topper suit, which is basically this green suit that looks like um, the, the one of the rabbits, not rabbits. What the hell are the? The Brutals looks like one of the brutal rabbit rabbit guys uh, in Super Mario Odyssey. Pitfall, a jungle adventure game designed by David Crane from Activision. All right, two things before I wrap up the show. First off, I got a review on iTunes from FPS Machine. They gave the show five stars. Big thank you for that. Uh, they said a one-stop shop for Switch news, the best place for up-to-date, concise Switch news coverage. Uh, yours is one of the three game podcasts I look forward to and listen to immediately after it's posted. Thanks and keep up the great work. Well, thank you very much, FPS Machine, for the review. If you guys want to review the show, uh, it's really, really easy. Just open up iTunes or wherever it is that you guys can review podcasts. It's just very, very helpful. Uh, gets us a little more visibility. Uh, secondly, I've talked about it over the past couple episodes. Uh, we've got a survey. Uh, please help support the show just by filling out a quick five-minute survey that it can I can use to try and entice advertisers uh, to come on the show. And uh, keep in mind that advertisements will always be short and something that I think that you guys would be interested in. So uh, finally, if you are looking for ways to support the show, thank you guys all for being here while I record the show. If you didn't know, uh, the live streams are usually a good bit longer than the uh, actual audio show. So if uh, it's kind of, we get distracted and talk about other stuff. Um, but if you are interested in watching those, then tune in live at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp, or I always take the video 
I cut off the beginning and the end and I post it to YouTube so you can see all the twists and turns that happen between the stories along the way. Um, however, uh, and you can find that at uh, youtube.com slash runjumpstomp. Uh, finally, if you're looking to support my content, head over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. All of the links there will help help me create more content. Uh, thank you, everybody who's already supported before. Um, and now... The show would not be the same without the live chatter. So thank you guys for hanging out with me. Kodiak Moonwolf, Snow Goes Ham, Beats Alive, um, Bender Elcelia, I don't know how to say that, Erslia, um, Hopple, Link31254, Luke, Mirage, Fisto, TF Wagner, and the Lurkers. You guys are awesome. I will see you guys next time. Uh, don't forget to uh, check out tom winter and note block because you're that's the music that you're hearing uh behind my voice right now i'm out of here bye-bye